0: Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I wanna thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Uh,
1: My desire this morning is is that this message would make you question everything about your life. Let me say it this way. My, My heart is that it would make you examine everything about your life, every motive behind your life. Isn't that why we come to church to be changed? You know, if you came to be comfortable, you're in the wrong place. Because anybody, anybody, when they got around Jesus, they didn't get comfortable. They got confronted with themselves. And they got confronted with the fact that, man, I need, to, I need to grow and I need to have more faith and I need to do more and I need to do more. See, the devil brings condemnation. The Lord, the spirit of the Lord brings conviction. And we need holy conviction. I grew up in conviction. Anybody grew up in churches where you're like, dear God, I need to get right. You know what I'm saying? And you were right. But not that we're trying to be like hellfire and brimstone, but I, I believe when we come around God, that it, you know he, he loves us as a good father and he wants to continue to draw things out from us, okay? My goal is, again, not to make you comfortable. My goal is to push you to the God-given potential that God has placed inside you. Potential, you say, what the world does that even mean? I'm gonna tell you, it means capable, capable, of being or becoming something not yet in existence. I'm here to tell you there's some people in this room that God has some things inside of you that needs to come to the surface. Can I just get a little more volume on my mic, if you don't mind? Thank you, Andre. Appreciate the sound team, these sound guys, this church, this team. I don't just say that because I'm a worship leader. I say it when I recognize people who know how to create the presence of the Lord. You guys have done that this morning. See, I'm talking to uh, the people who are looking for their potential to come to the service. Yeah, it's that thing inside of you that's demanding more. It's that thing inside of you that keeps you unsettled for the status quo. I'm not here to, you know, money does not satisfy you. Don't sell out to money in 2020. We need to sell out to the reason you're breathing. See my my uh where are my people at? Where are the dreamers at? Where are the writers at? Where are the musicians at? Where are the book writers at? Come on, lift your hand. Where's the, where's the future business owners? Who's who has a future ministry inside of you? I'm here to tell you this morning it's your turn. It's your turn. See today we need to honestly. See, I'm, I'm really trying to help start a fire in you. My assignment this morning is to help start a fire inside of you. See, um, uh, my assignment today, again, is to start a fire, but today we need to honestly ask ourselves, am I living up to with everything I have? Am I chasing after the God-given potential that is placed inside of me? Am I chasing after the reason I am breathing? When you chase purpose, you don't chase people. That's why the Bible says we are a peculiar people. We don't run like everyone else. My desires might not be like yours because I have an assignment to fulfill. The movies that you desire may not be desirable in my life because God doesn't want you to watch a movie. Could I say this, that God maybe wants to let your life be a movie? Too many times we're we're stuck up watching the screen when God wants to what God really wants your life to be on display. Today, we got to honestly ask ourselves, am I living up to the potential that God has placed within me? Am I living up? Am I chasing after? Am I allowing God to bring things to the surface that is in there, that's been in there? Some of y'all in this room, God has put something since you were a kid, and I'm here to tell you it's time to let that come to the surface. There's some things that God has spoken of you at youth camp, at your youth service. Listen, I, I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was a teenager, and I remember going to a concert, it was called Hellfire or Hell, Hell Fighters or something. It was super cheesy. It was like, you know, the 90s, you know. It was, uh, but it was like, anybody remember that? You do. Okay, I thought it was an Oklahoma thing. I thought it was a weird thing my friend, my family took me to. But I experienced and I remember God, God marked me at a young age. I say marked me like there's just an impression that God put on me in that moment that I have never forgotten. And I believe that God has spoken to some of y'all, even when you were children, about dreams and about desires, about businesses, about ideas, about ministries. That could it be the reason you feel unfulfilled is because you're doing the wrong thing. Can we pray? Come on, can we lift our hands in this house? Spirit of God, we just welcome you. We know you're in this room. We just take a moment to say we acknowledge you, Jesus. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. I just welcome your presence. I thank you for the spirit of the living God is in this house. I thank you that you are awakening dry bones. I thank you you are awakening destinies. I thank you you are awakening dreams. I thank you are awakening businesses. I thank you you are awakening things within us, Father, that we did not even think was possible. Lord, but you knew it was possible, Father. You knew it was possible because you put it in us, Father. And if you put it in us, Lord, if you put it in us, Father, then you, the Lord, if you have put it in us, Father, 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 you know our ability. Father, I think you unlocking things today. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Yeah. He's unlocking things today. He's unlocking things today. So, Father, we just thank you. I thank you, Lord, right now that as we preach, I thank you that your word is living. I thank you that your word is active. I thank you, Father, that your word is sharp. Father, I thank you that as I begin to preach, Father, that it would not just be the words of man. I thank you, Father, that it would not just be my words, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that it would not just be my words, but it would be your words. I thank you, they're living, they're active, they're sharp. I thank you, it'll get into places that nothing else can. I thank you, it'll get into places and shine light on things. I thank you, it'll shine light. Father, Father, shine light, Lord, on complacency, Father. I thank you, it'll shine light on comfortable lifestyles. Father, I thank you, it'll shine light and make us confront the fact that you have put more in us, Father, than what we are currently producing. Father, I thank you, it will shine light on the status quo. I thank you, Father, it will shine a holy light today that you are calling us to deeper. You are calling us to more. You are calling us to influence, thank you you're unlocking things today in this house come on if you believe that can you shout amen come on can you shout amen come on one more time can you shout amen amen, amen. come on give someone a high five say it's your turn amen Andre give me just a monitor if you could come on it's your turn Woo. we okay this morning Come on, don't be quiet. Dear God, if we can go to a football game and people can absolutely lose their mind, seriously. If we can go to a basketball game, a Gators game, well, he's got the correct jersey on this morning. I heard about that. You get that question? <laughs> if you can go to a Georgia game, if you can go to a Gator game, if you can go to a concert and absolutely lose your mind, why does the church become so quiet and feeble? And Man, I feel like I'm 20 feet tall. <laughs> Hope, I, hope my nose is clear. <laughs> Amen. I'm just going to give you a couple of disclaimers. Thank you, Andre. Andre. A couple disclaimers. I'm probably going to sweat a lot. as I'm wearing a blue shirt, so it means you might have to just forget about that, okay? I titled my message, um, I titled my message, It's Your Turn the monitors yeah in your turn it's your turn come on say it's your turn turn. man I just felt the presence of the Lord in this place this morning you say I'm not moved by what I feel and God's not a feeling but thank God for the times we can feel His presence amen and I'm telling you and we might just have to come back up at the end and get back on that song mountains have to move because when I felt I just felt some chains gonna be loose today in this house You say, how do you believe that? Because I believe the same gospel that Jesus preached. And I believe that when Jesus preached, chains began to shake and chains began to break and healings began to manifest. And destinies began to open up and eyes were open, and the deaf. Come on. Anybody still believe the Bible? They believe the miracles that Jesus did, that when Jesus walked around, that people were confronted with the son of God and they were confronted with truth. And he has such a love in his eyes that he wasn't condemning. But he said, just like the, just like the prostitute, he said, no, no, I don't condemn you. Sin no, go and sin no more. He wasn't accepting her lifestyle, but he was showing her that I love you and I have a destiny for you and I've got great plans for you. I thank God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We should be convicted. Man, church shouldn't make us feel comfortable. If you come to church to feel comfortable, you are on the wrong place and probably in the wrong church. Church isn't supposed to be comfortable because when I get around people that love me, sometimes it is uncomfortable. But I understand the fact that they're trying to pull greatness out of me. I've had some very uncomfortable conversations with my pastor, but I know it was love. Jesus didn't tell people what they wanted to hear. The Pharisees did that. He's like, don't listen to them, jokers. He said, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And if you apply it, it would bring out the God-given potential inside. Of you. What I'm after is God-given potential this morning. Because again, potential is something that's not yet into existence. I'm here to tell you there's some people sitting in this room that there are things that are not yet into existence that need to start coming into existence. Miles Monroe said this. He said, the wealthiest place in the world is not gold, the gold mines of South Africa. I'm sure you've heard this. Or South America. It's not even the diamond mines of South Africa or the banks in all the world. Listen, the wealthiest place on the planet is just down the road. You're like, what? In Valdosta? Yep. It's the cemetery. There lies buried companies that were never started. Inventions that were never made. Best-selling books that were never written. Masterpieces that were never painted. Songs that were never composed. In the cemetery... Is buried the greatest treasure of untapped potential. I <sighs> hope that convicts you, man. It challenges me. You know, my biggest fear in life is not disease. My biggest fear in life is not the coronavirus. Can we just say amen to that? I mean, seriously. My biggest, my biggest fear is not some catastrophe. My biggest fear is when I travel is not falling out of a plane, at the plane. Well, that'd be bad too. But a plane falling out of the sky, that'd be terrible. My biggest fear is not just sudden death. My biggest fear, I'm, I'm being honest, my biggest fear is undeveloped potential. <sighs> because when you know your potential, a plane can't fall out of the sky. When you know your potential, you'll stay alive. When you know your purpose, you'll stay on the earth. My grandmother died at 90 years old, and she called me on the early mornings, like crazy early, like 4.30. I thought she kind of like dialed me on accident. She's like, so I answer. She's like, hello. She's like, you up? I was like, no. <laughs> you know, I'm not. was like, hey, I just wanted to tell you something. I'm like, okay. She goes, you want to know the reason I'm still alive? It's literally happened. It's like 5 in the morning. I'm like. Hold on, what? I'm like, why are you getting so weird and morbid? Like, you want to know why I'm still alive? Her name's Gami. Yes, Gami. It's because of my mouth. Okay, she goes, I allow God to use my mouth and I'm a witness for people. That's why I'm still alive. Okay, I love you. Have a good day. Click. <laughs> I preached her funeral it was right when she died. Well, not right, you know. I preached her funeral and about six months before she passed, and that was that phone call was years before that. I said, "Are you are you ready to go see the Lord?" Yes, she said, "No, there's still too much to do." I said, "Okay." And then I talked with her right before she passed away. She said, I said, are you ready? She said, I'm ready. She died very quickly after that. Why did she stay on this earth? Because she knew her purpose. She knew her potential. She wasn't here just to grow old. She was here to be an influence for the kingdom of God. And there were songs in her. There were books in her. There were poems in her. And that she write and she produced. And she consistently stayed fruitful for the kingdom, even out of old age. And when everyone else was losing her mind and they thought she was crazy because she talked about Jesus all the time, she was very much in her right mind. And she stayed on this earth because she knew her potential. When you know your potential, you will stay alive. It's amazing how some people will usually retire and then expire. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, your purpose will keep you alive. Young people, don't chase money. Don't chase education. Don't chase an opportunity. Don't chase a girl. Don't chase a guy. Chase your purpose. Your purpose is the most fulfilling thing in your life. Your purpose, listen, your purpose in 2020 should wake you up. See, don't settle for 2020 just waking up. Anybody can do that. But it takes someone different who wakes up on purpose. So your, your purpose in 2020 should, go, should get you to your job, not your paycheck. Woo! I don't work for money. I work for my purpose. And the last time I checked, Matthew six thirty three said, If I seek first, the kingdom, I've got everything I need shall be added to me. So I don't seek money. I don't care if you pay me a million dollars a year. I, I really does not concern me I don't need money I need my purpose and when I'm following my purpose money will come that's a difference you say you don't need money yeah I gotta pay my mortgage I don't pay it on faith like I don't call the mortgage company you know and pray for them I, I give them money but the reason my mortgage gets paid is because I'm fulfilling my purpose so my biggest fear is not disease the coronavirus death famine crazy catastrophes No, no 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 my biggest fear is undeveloped potential you said fear yeah I said fear I said fear, but I'm not thinking about, I'm not talking about a spirit of fear, a scary fear. I'm talking about a holy fear, a holy fear. Proverbs 9, chapter 10. Proverbs 9, it'll be on the big screen somewhere. Proverbs 9, verses 10. It says this, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Woo! My biggest fear in life is undeveloped potential. That's what, oh. and, 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 and so I'm not fearful But I do have a holy fear. My holy fear is, it says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. See, a lot of us, we don't live with eternity in our hearts. We just live for the weekend. We work a job we hate most of our life to finally retire so that we can start doing something we love. That is not the kingdom. You don't have to settle. You don't have to work a job you hate only to retire to finally do what you love. You can really do what you love now. And allow God, and most of the times we don't step out because we want to see it. But could it be that your miracle is waiting on your movement? Could it be that when you just start saying, God, I'm going to start putting my time to what you put in my heart. Could it be? See, last yesterday we had such a wonderful privilege of pouring into your worship team. Such an honor, such precious people. Uh, you, know, and I, I, you know, and it was such a joy to be around them and just invest and hang. And, um, but yesterday was a miracle for me because what's happening what happened yesterday we did a workshop but that's been in my heart for years and I was praying to the Lord I would say it to myself Lord give me opportunity for that not give me opportunity but I knew there was a holy burden in me for that I'm like okay Lord then help how do I how do I how do I do that give me opportunity to fulfill that burden you know because I was kind of going like insane like I want to fulfill that like give me opportunity I'm not going to market myself like hey like I'm not going to be that guy You know, like, here's my card. Book me. I'm not going to do that. We've all met them. You know, vacuum cleaner salesman. I'm sorry if you're here. That's not what I'm trying to be, right? A slick preacher. Hey, bring me in, brother. I'm not trying to be that guy. But I really want God opportunities. Because every opportunity is not a God opportunity. And I can get on Facebook and Instagram and book myself, but that doesn't mean it's God. Woo! So I said, God, you're going to have to give me... Now, that doesn't mean I don't talk about it, but God, open up opportunity. Give me you know, opportunity for this burden, this potential that I know it's trying to come out. It's gotta come out or I'm gonna go crazy. There's a pressure. And when you got, and I, now I can't say that I understand what it's like to be pregnant. Okay, so don't want you throw this out there. But when you get a God, but I understand when, when a woman's pregnant, there's some pressure, right? Oh, all the women are like super quiet. There's a pressure, right? And the closer this thing gets to coming out, it's, you're kind of getting like, you're, you're ready. You're like, we need to get this thing done. There's an uncomfortableness Sometimes when God's put a burden inside of you, there's, it's likened to like a, a pressure. You know, like, God, I got to get, get this thing out. Like, help me or I'm going to go crazy. Like, ha, ha, I got to relieve the pressure. When you have a God-given potential and a desire and a dream, it is like a, when, when you've got books inside of you. And, you know, and when I'm writing books, sometimes that's when I'm the most, um, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Baby, you can say it. It's okay. Um, 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 huh? No, not antsy. Not frustrated, just uh, moody. Thank you, moody. Fr- you know, because you're like, you just got to. You're writing a song. Like, don't talk to me in the middle of writing a song, because I'm just, I gotta get this out, and then we can talk. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to. And I was praying about these workshops, and I really felt the Lord said, "Okay, and then create one." I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Create it. Get it on your computer, and build it. Like, what do you want to see?" So I was like, and, and, and no one's asked me yet. So I was like, okay, so we're going to come in on a Thursday night, fly in on Friday. And, and I just built the whole weekend, get in, or I mean, really specific, get in late Thursday night, wake up Friday, bring the team, grab them lunch, go home Friday, have a night of worship Friday, uh, Saturday, have an all day workshop, you know, fellowship with whoever that Sunday minister at the church about worship, all these things, just really start building it and really build the curriculum. And as soon as I hit save, it was amazing. Three days later, I had a text. Hey, ever thought about doing workshops? We'd love to bring you to our church. And then the next thing, hey, hey, just rant. Hey, have you ever thought about doing workshops? Well, yes, I have. Well, yes, I have. And it's amazing how already in 2020, we have four to five other ones already booked outside of this one. Now, what am I saying? Not because I was pursuing it, but I was pursuing, God, I, I just got to gotta run after my potential. I can't just stay status quo. I can't just be what's comfortable, God. And sometimes God is waiting on you to start moving. Like you say, well, I don't know how to start a business. You've got a computer. You can start. Get on Google. Get a document. And just start writing what's in your heart. Some of you want to write books. How do you do it? You know what? You start. And don't write a book when someone's asking for it. Maybe because what you need to do is start when no one is asking for it. If God has put it in your heart. I'm not saying write a book because you want to. But if there's a holy burden to do something, a business, a book, a ministry. Sometimes you just got to start. See, we've got to live with eternity in our hearts, and not just the weekend. Because here's the thing. One day, all of us are going to stand in front of God one day. We're going to bow down on our knees before the King of Kings. He's going to want to know one thing. Did you do what I asked you to do? He ain't going to care about your income. He ain't going to care about your house or your ambitions. He's going to care about the ambitions he put in your heart. That's what he's going to come and ask him about, not what you asked not what you wanted to do and not your plans and your dreams, and your desires. Like, oh, he's like, okay, he'll listen. He'll be, he's a gentleman. He'll be like, yep, yeah, okay, that's nice. Yep, yep. So what about what I asked you to do? That's the only thing that he's really gonna be concerned about. That drives me, guys. That really motivates my decisions. That motivates my friends. That motivates my conversations. That motivates my, 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 my planning. That motivates my life. I don't just live and do what I want and pick and say, I wanna go here. I'm a mountain guy. I'm gonna live here. No, no, I don't chase where I wanna go because I've died to myself. And the Bible says we are in the body where it pleases him and all the, all of our life. Listen, everyone in this room, you and me are going to stand in front of God one day and give an account for our life. And he's literally going to ask you, what did you do with what I put in your hands? Well, God, nobody was asking for it. Well, God, it was, it was hard. It was confusing. Do you think that's going to be a reasonable excuse to the king? Oh, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you this morning. There's so much potential that needs to come to the surface that's in this room. And it's in there. Not because, and again, this is not saying today that you can do what you want. Hear me. You can't do what you want. I'm talking about the things God has placed in you. Those are the things that I'm talking about. Not what you want to do, because I tried to do what I want to do, and that doesn't work. I'm telling you, the things that God has placed the dreams, the desires, the businesses, the books, the businesses. Those are the things that I'm talking about. If it's God, come on. For some of you in this room, no, no, let's back up. You guys need to chill out for a second, okay? <laughs> chill out. See, God has so much he's wanting to draw out of us, so much he's wanting to bring to the surface, and so much in there. There's so much inside of you. Some people in this room, there's so much inside of you that you didn't even think was possible. But that's why outside of God, it is impossible. It's impossible. But with God, all things are what? You can't fulfill your purpose by yourself. Because if you did, you wouldn't need him. So yeah, it is impossible. How are you going to do it outside of God? How are you going to get all this money? How are you going to get that property? How are you going to get those resources? How are you going to get those connections? Yeah, it's difficult. But with God, all things are possible. Possible. One conversation can set you up. One check can change everything. One, con- I'm telling you, one connection conversation, one, one, one DM, one friend request can change everything. Don't limit God. Yes. So what you do in 20? can I walk around? Is that cool? Good. Thank you. Can I just walk? I got to stay up here. So I got to stay. This is a big stage. My jeans are a little, I can't go there. I have to go this way. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, you know. I tried that yesterday. I was like, mm, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> I just like to be close. You guys can see me, right? Listen, for some of you in this room, the Spirit of God saying this year is going to be a defining year for you. It's actually going to be a marker. I'm not going to get all, like, it's going to be a year of vision, 20... 20- Okay, I'm not trying to get, but I'm going to say this year is going to be a marker for some of y'all on this room. It's really going to be a defining year for you because, listen, you need to understand this. What you do in 2020, who you run with, and the voices you listen to is so vital, God is saying. In 2020, who you run with, the voices you listen to is very important, and I really feel the spirit of God in this. Please look past me, but I really feel the spirit of God saying who you run with this year and the voices you listen to is very, very, very important. Devil jumped in my iPad. See, God, I've already said this, but I'm going to repeat it. God doesn't want you to wake up every day in 2020. Everybody can do that. No, no, no. But God is looking for people who wake up on purpose. People who go to work not because of a paycheck, go because of their purpose. Your purpose should wake you up, not your paycheck your destiny, the reason you're breathing should wake you up, not your paycheck. Nothing can you're, nothing can pay you what you're worth. The Bible says you were purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. You have a destiny, you have a gift, and you have dreams, and you have desires, and you have opportunities inside of you. No man can pay that. I am, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I could look at a billion dollars, and if it was not the will of God for my life, because what my family does not need is a billion dollars. What my wife and my kids needs is a man of God that follows their purpose, because my purpose will be the best thing for my wife. My purpose will be the best thing for my kids. I can have a lot of stuff, and not, have a, and I have peace in my home and peace in my heart. I'm telling you, nothing is worth your purpose. No paycheck, no woman, no man is worth your purpose. Your purpose will bring contentment. Your purpose will bring clarity to your family. Your purpose will heal your body. Your purpose will keep you out of the hospital. Your purpose will raise you from the dead if it has to. You can't kill me. You can't kill me. They couldn't kill Jesus. He laid his life down. That's why I said he passed From the midst of him. It wasn't his time. I feel God. It wasn't his time. See when you know. What you're called to do. You have no fear. Cancer. Coronavirus. The next thing that comes. This is not arrogance. No, 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 no. It's confidence. My purpose keeps me alive. I know I'm called to be a husband and a father. So I can't die young. I've got to raise my kids i got to raise my, well, God's time. It's not God's timing. The Bible says with long life, he shall satisfy you and show forth your salvation. Long life, long life, long life. I've got 67 more years to live because I want to die at 101. You say, that's Eric. I really believe that we can have long life because the last time I checked, I ain't living my life for myself. And in fact, I wouldn't be here. I'd be doing something different, but I've given my life for the kingdom. And I know that he doesn't need me in heaven. He needs me on earth. Heaven doesn't need another choir, and an angel, and a choir, an angel in their choir. He doesn't need me in heaven just to hang out with him. He needs me on the earth so that I can bring the kingdom to the earth. Heaven can wait. Because the last time I read the Bible, Jesus said, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on where? Earth as it is in heaven. The earth needs heaven. So 2020, you need to ask yourself, because, man, we're not chasing money. 2020, you got to ask yourself, why are you working the job you're at? I know it's getting real. Why are you working the job you're at? As God assigns you, you'd be better to quit and get into your purpose and stay comfortable in a job. I know that's hard, but I'm telling you, the greatest thing you can do is fulfill your purpose. And it might not look comfortable. It might not look convenient. Now, I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow. But what I am here to help everyone in this room is really examine what are you doing with your life? Where are you at? Are you there because it's God? Are you there because it's a paycheck? Are you there because it's comfortable? Because I've I've been in a place that God says, you need to quit. And I didn't want to quit because I was making really good money. But I was wondering why I was confused. I was wondering why I was getting depressed. I was wondering why I was getting frustrated because I wasn't in my purpose. And that's how God would tell you to quit your job after you just bought a house. That makes no sense to the mortgage company. And they didn't like that. But, the, but they don't understand I have a final word. And they don't understand that there were thousands of dollars with my name on it that was coming to my house that I had no idea. You can't, don't limit God. Don't limit what you can see. I'm here to help you this morning. We don't just get comfortable. This is not just to retire. No, no, no. You are here for one reason. You're one reason you're alive. There's one reason you're alive. I'm here. There's one reason. And it it's for you to fulfill your God-given potential. That's it. That's it. That's the reason you're here. You're not here just to wives and kids can are blessings. But you're here to fulfill an assignment on your life. is helping you this morning your purpose will bring you everything you need trust me i'm telling you, i'm not old to so don't act like i know i don't know everything but i do as 36 years old i do know this that seeking your purpose god will bring you everything you need man he'll he'll take care of you he'll bring you money he'll bring you cars he said in this life you shall have houses and lands and cars and mothers and fathers i left all 15 years ago to come to florida not wanting to dear god florida oklahoma man i'm a cowboy you know what I'm saying? Yee-haw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> I am saying yippee i do not know. <laughs> Seriously. But the Bible says, he who finds his life will lose it. But he who loses himself for my sake shall find life. God's given me moms and dads and brothers and cars and houses and lands and opportunities. And how is that even possible, God? Not because I'm great. Because I'm just saying, God, I really want to fulfill what you have for my life with everything that I have I want to stand in front of you and you say well done not well there was so much more Whew. see your purpose will bring you everything you need I'm not getting I'm not talking about your plans No, no 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 I ain't talking about your dreams because those are actually nightmares and they will not be fulfilling and it's amazing how you get closer to the dream of God, how you look back at your dream and you realize, yep, that was not the dream of God. And he'll, you'll look back from the perspective of God and you'll say, thank God that you kept me from, from the counterfeit and you're showing me the authentic. Anybody ever been there where you look back at your plans, you thought what you wanted to do? I look back at some of my friends and the bands that I was in, I'm looking, dude, they ain't, they ain't growing. They're the same dudes in high school that they were 20 years ago, drinking the same stuff. Look, in fact, now they're just fat you know, and they're just you know acting the same, depressed. know what I'm saying and I had to leave some people some some of y'all in this room need to leave some people I'm here to tell you less is more you don't need everybody in your life you need the right people in your life you don't need everybody this is not about being selfish this is not about being a loner but this is about surrounding yourself with the people that are speaking to your purpose your purpose is you need to get around you need to get away from some of these voices in your life that are trying to tie you to who you are and where you're from I need to back off because I'm about to preach and i got to pace myself. I'm going to jump back up on the stage. Is that good? So listen. So by this verse, Mark's like, what are you doing? Just chill out. Stand still. Proverbs 19, 21. Proverbs nineteen 21. I'm here to tell you, it's not about your plans. It's not about your dreams. Oh, it's about the desires that he has put. Make me very clear. And I won't say this again because I don't want to be redundant, but I want to be very clear. I'm not here to give you permission to do what you want to do. And when I talk about it, it's time to unlock some things. It's not you. It's unlocking what he, what he, what he has placed inside you. Okay, we good? We got it? All right. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. 21. The NIV, it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but what? It is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail ESV version says this way many are the plans I like this one in the mind of a man they might not have it I'll read it many are the plans in the mind of a man but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand what this verse shows me is that we are very capable of making plans we're you know we're very capable Of making plans. But what we sometimes forget is that only his plans are truly what matters. And only his plans is the only thing that will withstand the fire of God. Yeah, this is back to the old school preaching. That when we stand before God, there's going to be a holy fire. And he's going to burn up everything that we brought up, which is our life. And the only thing that's going to sustain the fire of God is the things that he's told you to do. Everything that he told you not to, everything that you did on your own and in the flesh and built houses, and I'm not just talking about houses like physical houses. I'm just saying the things we build, the things we pursue, if it's not what God has placed, it will not stand the fire of God and it will burn up and he'll say, what else you got? What else you got? But when you live your life to pursue the purpose that God, it will withstand the fire of God and come out as gold. Because our God is a consuming fire. The more we get around him, we realize... God, I gotta, I gotta, uh, help me. Help me to live like you. It's convicting, right? This is, the, this is the preaching I grew up in that we got around God because he's a loving father and he wants to bring out the best in you. And so, but also we, we, we also must know that his plans will bring fulfillment and everything you need. And I'm not talking about just vacations and Airbnb and all those things. We can do these things. But what I'm talking about is the plans that we pursue, the paths of our life and the people we connect ourselves with and the dreams and the desires that we move in a direction because we want to, but it's not God. That's what we have to ask. Is this God or is this me? Because we can make plans outside of God and have success outside of God, but what good is it a man to gain the whole world but forfeit his soul? What good is it for to have all these things if we don't have him? We can build and we can travel and we can do all these things and we can even start ministries that he never told us to start. That's why he said, many call on me and said, Lord, Lord, he said, I don't even know who you are. Because you did things in my name that I never asked you to do. What you don't need to do is do what someone else needs to do. You need to do you, God is saying. Do you. Who cares about him? Who cares about her? You. you you've got a purpose. If you are breathing, you're not on accident. Your parents might not have planned you. But he did. You might have been an oops to your mom and dad. But I'm telling you, you weren't an oops to God. You were fashioned in the womb. And the Bible says he knew even the intentions of your heart. That's the thing about when your wife gets pregnant, how beautiful it is. because You realize there's a spirit being in there and there's a destiny in there. And God said, I knew you. And the Bible says you were fashioned and I knew all the days ahead of you. Your days are already planned out. You just got to get in line. Your days are planned out. Your days are planned out. That's the great thing. You don't have to go out and find yourself. Find it in Him so many people graduate high school young people and they go to college to figure it out you don't have to just go and try to figure it out you can get on your knees and say father what do i do with my life where do i go to school if you need me to go to school pursue him because most people most not all but some people would just go and spend like four hundred thousand dollars on school to try to figure things out and god's like i could have saved you some money you know say all those student loans if you would have just like chilled And quit getting in a rush and feel like you got to go to college right away. Can you just chill and maybe serve in the church and allow me to speak to you? I can save you some time. I can save you some money. And in fact, I can save you a lot of heartbreaking relationships. Woo! You don't have to go out and find yourself. You know how you find yourself? In the word of God. And you say, God, that's why it's a mirror. And you say, tell me how to dress. Tell me where to live. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to pursue. I've never been drunk. I've never smoked pot. I've never done drugs in my life. And I've never missed out. Ever. I don't have to experiment with something that's a counterfeit to the presence of the Lord. I don't have to sleep around to find myself and find my fulfillment. Yes, we can marry as virgins and have God's best. Tell young people, now I'm saying, let's say you messed up. Hey, thank God that he can be forgiven. What I'm saying is you don't have to go out and find yourself. You can find yourself in the word of God. And I'm here to encourage you. We got to find ourselves and find out why we're breathing. In 2020, some of y'all need to run after why you're breathing. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to cause just some of y'all to get up. It's going to cause you to fast. It's going to cause you to cut some relationships with family members that are speaking poison over your life. It's going to maybe cause you to to, to get away from some comfortable employments. And seeing opportunities and step out of the boat and say, God, okay, okay, I'm here. Stepping out of the boat is the most comfortable place in the earth. You know, side note, you know when Moses was in the desert, the Lord told him to take off his sandals. That is the most craziest thing to do in the desert. It's hot and there's rocks and there's scorpions. But the Lord was telling Moses, the safest thing you can do is step onto my purpose. He was calling him out of his sandals and calling him into his purpose. Because that's when he began to deliver the children of Israel and began to speak it to him. He said, it's time to get out of your comfort zone. Why do people wear sandals? Because they're comfortable. Some of y'all got to say, you need to step out of your comfort zones and step out of some places. And you think it's hot and you think it's uncomfortable and you think it's going to burn your foot. But the safest place you can stand is in your purpose. You got to get out of a comfort zone. And a lot of you are wearing shoes and shoes represent style. God says, I don't want you to be your style. I want you to be my style. Step out of your style and step into me. Let me define you. Let me speak to you. Let me grow you up. Let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me talk to the desires of your heart. Let me tell you that you're beautiful. Let me tell you how to dress. Let me tell you how to walk. And you got to step out of your style. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of what you think is great and step into something that seems uncomfortable, but is actually the safest place for your life. Woo! Safest place for your life the safest place for your life and see the world will call that stupid why are you taking your sandals off in the desert You're yeah, stung by a scorpion you might but i won't because the safest place you can stand is in his purpose man that's good i wasn't planning on going there but there you go for 2020 i'm here to tell you i encourage you i sweat i touch my hair I yell, run after the reason you'll breathe in this year. Run after the reason you'll breathe in this year. Run after the reason you'll breathe in this year. Run after the reason you're alive. You are alive. And some of you might not know why. I might hear to say it's okay. God will tell you. If you lack wisdom, the Bible says, let him ask. If you don't know what to do, I appreciate your honesty. I've been there, but I'm telling you, we can get on our knees before God and say, God, why am I alive? And I'm telling you, if you allow him to speak. And you say, yes, Lord, here am I. It'll be the greatest, craziest life you've ever lived. The most fulfilling, the most rewarding, the most beneficial. Not comfortable to your flesh. If you're going to do something great for God, it will be extremely uncomfortable to your flesh. But you don't need your flesh. Because if God's going to tell you to do something great, it's going to cost you. But it's worth the cost. Come on, say, it's worth the cost. I came to sell someone in 2020. Do not settle. I got to come down for this one. Do not settle. I came to tell someone in this room in 2020, do not settle. And do not limit yourself. Do not settle and do not limit yourself. And if you're writing things down, you better write this one down or steal a pen from your neighbor. Do not allow the limitations of what others have placed on you to define you. I feel God in that statement. Do not allow the limitations of what others have placed on you to define you. I'm here to tell you, child of God, it's time we let him define us. It's time we let him define us it's time we let his words tell us who we are do not allow the limitations of others to define who you are because the last time I checked you were fearfully and wonderfully made the last time I checked you were fashioned in the womb of your mother from your father the last time I checked the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you the last time I checked you were made in the image of God we have got to start allowing him to define us and some of y'all in this room if we're not careful we're allowing the limitations of others to define us and the reason we're doing this is because they're seeing what they see but you got to get around people who don't see what you see that's why we have to lift our eyes to the Lord who changes our perspective. And some of y'all need to get away from people who are limiting you to your perspective and limiting you because and and, and, they know where you grew up and they know on the side of the tracks you came from and they knew your family's name and they know your past. But you need to tell them, you don't know my future and you don't know my father. And God might allow you to limit me. I'm not gonna allow you to define me. The spirit of God is in me and he's on me and he's upon me and he's gonna cause me to do great things. You just watch. Come on, say, it's my turn. It's your turn. I really feel the spirit of God in this statement. Do not allow the other people in your life to limit you and define who you are. You allow God to tell you who you are. When I was in, when I was in the hospital as 12th grade, I was in, a, I was in a, psych, a psychiatric institution. When I was in senior year in high school, and it's because I did not know who I was. I was allowing other people, I was allowing females, I was allowing other people to define who I was and I was finding my identity in relationships and in people and in in, 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 in advancing my personal ambitions. I was finding my identity in them, but it wasn't until a man of God came to me and began to speak to me about who I was in Christ that I began to all of a sudden start rise. We cannot allow people and our past decisions and our past failures and our past uh, issues and our past wrong decisions to define us. God is saying, I have great thanks for you. What the enemy meant for bad, God can turn it for good. You say, I, you don't know what happened. You don't know the power of, the, of our God. He can raise dead things. He can raise dead things. Some of y'all in this room are in debt because of bad decisions. I'm telling you, if you just trust God. He cut all that junk out. It's amazing. You got hospital bills. They can say one word, gone. It's amazing. Don't limit God to what you see. He's a big God. He's a big God. And he don't see like you see. He don't think like you think. And he's got a lot more resources. than you know, he's got a lot more connections than Valdosta. He's got people in other parts of the world that God would wake them up in the middle of the night and put your name on their heart. Don't you dare limit the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You don't have to have it all in front of you, you just to have to have a purpose in your heart. That's why we will have property. That's why if we build a school, we're gonna have a school. If I'm supposed to build a school of worship, it's gonna happen. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to have the property. I just have to have a purpose in my heart. And I got to go. And when the bank says no, I can say, thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Because it'll happen if it's God. If it's not God, it won't happen. Or it could happen and it would be very successful, but it'd be in my own flesh and not be anything at all. You guys need to chill. Chill. Listen, in 2020, allow the spirit of God to take you into some new areas. Allow the spirit of God to take you into some new areas. I don't care if you've never done it before. Moses never parted a Red Sea. David never defeated a giant. No one never built an ark. Paul never went to prison. Paul was shipwrecked. And a boat didn't pick him up. He said he grabbed a piece of something floating in the water. But he got back up and continued his purpose. Who cares if it hasn't been done before in your life or in your family? If it's God, take the limitations off. That's why you need to be in the word of God. That's why you need to be in church. And that's why you let the word of God elevate your perspective to a creator. That's why worship is so powerful. Because we, can, we have issues, but when we begin to lift our eyes to God and begin to sing to him. We begin to start seeing and thinking from his perspective. And then we start realizing, yeah, yeah, he's got it. We got it. We good. He's a good father, right? He's a good father. In 2020, we got to allow the Spirit of God to take you into some new areas. Proverbs 29, 25. I was thinking about this verse. I was thinking about this moment. Proverbs 29, 25. It says, The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. I'm here to tell you, some of you have been allowed the people and the limitations of those closest by you to define you. And it's actually become a snare. In other words, it's become a trap. Did you know that fearing man is actually a trap? And it's the enemy's tool to stop you from your purpose. Not everybody's going to understand your purpose. Quit trying to explain it to everybody. It's not their burden, it's yours. It's not their burden, it's yours. That's why they don't understand how you would leave everything and come and start a church. That's why they don't understand how you would go to a church when you went to this church all your life. But you realize there's life here. I have to be here. You got you to Sometimes you got to be careful who you talk about your dreams to. Just ask Joseph. You got to be careful who you talk about your dreams to. You don't need to be telling your destinies to everyone. You want to know why? Because some people can't handle it and, you're in there and you won't be able to handle their responses. Woo! You won't be able to handle their responses. You won't be able to handle their criticism. You won't be able to handle their, well, I don't know. if you. you, you somebody, sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, and keep walking forward. And you say, God, send me people that need to talk. Because he'll send you the right people that do encourage you and say, yeah, that's it, man. That's God. I'm believing God with you. Come on, you have nothing? Yeah, I believe. God will send you people to sharpen your iron, to encourage you. He'll send David. He'll send a Jonathan to a David. He'll send a Timothy to a Paul. He'll send people to refresh you, to encourage you. He'll send a mama and a daddy that you didn't even know that will come and encourage you and say, I see that God, God-driven dream in you. I believe in you. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I'm telling you, you need to get away from poisonous people. You need to quit allowing people to define you because the fear of man is a, sna- is a snare. The fear, I've, I've never saw it like that. The fear of man is a trap. The fear of what other, so many people at times we don't do because of what others may say. We don't pursue God because, well, I don't th- they're not going to get it. They're not, they're not going to get it, but that's okay. That's okay. You, you do you, you do what God's put in you and don't trap yourself and don't stop. And so many people have businesses and ideas sitting in this room. And the reason you haven't done it, if you're honest, is you're concerned about what people may think. Who cares what they think? You ain't going to stand in front of God. Did they pay your bills? Did they heal your body? Come on, help me out. Did they, did they bring things into your life? Did they die for you? Did they give you peace? Did they give you hope? No, 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 no. He did. It's all about him. So who cares what they think? You need to get some new friends. I don't run with everybody, just so you know that. And you shouldn't either. I don't run with people who try to define me to where I am. And I don't run with people whose conversations are earthly minded. Because the last time I said, the Bible says, let's not be earthly minded because there's no earthly good. Set our mind on the thoughts above. And so that's why I don't talk about earthly things and all these dumb things and all these things that consume the the ambitions and the the, the ideas of man. Marvel's not going to save your soul. TV's robbing some of y'all. You say you don't watch TV? Little. Movies? Little. Why? Because when you know your purpose, TVs and movies will bore you. Because God wants to make a movie with your life. God wants to have dreams in your life. And God wants you to do things. And sometimes we got to stop watching others. And as Christine Kane said, it's so gracious. She says, sometimes we, the generation will miss our destiny because we're, so, we're, we're too careful viewing everyone else's. We're going to miss our destiny because we're too busy liking everyone else's and talking about everyone else's. Shut up and start living your life. God has a plan for your life and God has a dream for your life. Quit looking at everybody else. It's th- come on, it's not time to scroll, it's time to roll. It's time to do something, man. It's time to move forward. It's time to, come on, pursue what God has placed in your life. It's time to move forward in life. It's time to step ahead. Some of y'all, I mean, we don't need to waste time anymore in 2020. You don't got time for that. You don't got time for TV. You don't got time for all these movies. I'm telling You, you got your purpose and you have the like, time is precious. It is the most valuable thing on the earth. And then you, once you spend it, you'll never get it back. Yeah, come on. Oh, Woo! You can shout it so you can shout it, man. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't you dare be quiet. Good Lord, man. Write this down. Your greatest hindrance for tomorrow is the concern of who you used to be. Your greatest concern, I'm sorry, your greatest hindrance for tomorrow is the concern of who you used to be, and your greatest limitation is the concern of what you currently have. Your greatest I'll say it again. Your greatest limitation is the concern of what you currently have. Kyle, God's hand is on your life. You need to know that. His hand is on your life. 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 life. That's something I pray over my kids all the time. Lord, I think you keep your hand on them. And God wants me to tell you that His hand is on you. It's on you, it's calling you. There's things inside you, there's people that you're going to speak to. How old are you? Young. You have something inside you. I'm going to be bold enough to say it like this. You got a word in your mouth. You have a past? We all do. Welcome to the club. Do not allow your past to define you. Do not allow the limitations of yesterday to define your tomorrow. God's hand is on your life. When you walked in that room yesterday, I was like, I didn't even recognize you. God's hands on your life. I think you got something to say. Amen. I believe that's more than just me, Kyle. Let the godly fear. Listen. Let the godly fear of undeveloped potential in 2020 define you. Listen, I don't want, I want to be everything that God has for me, man. I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave one thing on the table that was destined to get to my life. I don't want to leave one thing undone. I don't want, I want to be like Paul that said, I gave all, I gave all. Come on, I poured myself out. I died empty. I didn't die with stuff on the field. I didn't die with music that was never written. I didn't die with businesses that I was supposed to create. I didn't, I didn't die with movies. I, no, 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 no. This is not about doing what you want, but I want to do everything that God has placed with inside of me. I climbed a mountain a couple of years ago in Colorado I love mountains love them um, if I could live on one I so would um, but I climbed a mountain and I, I really heard the spirit of God he said don't you dare limit yourself and I wrote it down for those of you who are unorganized I encourage you get a planner live out of it live out of it don't wake up because it's Monday wake up because you got something to do I wrote it down. He said, don't limit yourself. And I I read Limit. It says a restriction on the size or amount of something permissible or possible. I feel the spirit of God saying he's giving you some people in this room permission. So many times we don't do and we're praying, God, should I do it? And God's like, yeah, that's why I put it in you. Don't limit God, Kyle. Don't limit him. Don't limit him. Not everything's permissible, but what he said is permissible. He said, Don't limit yourself. So, okay, so I know this is, I can't limit myself. And if anybody or any person or any person tries to limit me, I have to say, See ya. Because I'm not going to stand in front of you one day, I'm going to stand in front of my king. And I love you, but I love him more and I love my purpose more because I don't want to leave one thing undone. I don't want to leave one book not written. I don't want to write, unwrite. I don't want to. That's why I got to steward the songs he gave and all the things that God has asked us to do. We've got to say, God, what is a sign to my life? And I want to fulfill that. And if that's your life, you say, I'm going to stay in my lane. That's your lane. You stay in your lane. That's why when you begin to have wisdom of God, he'll tell you, no, no, that ain't your lane. Give it to someone else. You're not meant to touch the whole world. You're meant to change your world, your world, your lane, your lane. That's your job. He said, go on to all the world. Not ever, you don't need to go all over the world. You, you die kill yourself doing that. Go to your world. Stay in your lane. But it's your turn. So, but I, I feel, honestly, I feel like, a, like an aggression. That sounds weird. <laughs> like an urgency in the spirit. I just feel like there's like an urgency, like a holy, like almost like a, just like a, man, there's a, there's a uh, it's time. In 2020, run after reason, you're breathing. It's like, there's like a holy pressing. Um, Philippians chapter three, let's look, look at that real quick. I really believe, hope this is helping. I believe it's helping, I know it is. Uh, Philippians chapter three, verse 12, it says this. He said, there's a pressing, there's a pressing, there's a pressing. I'm telling you, your destiny's not gonna fall in your lap. Your destiny is not going to fall in your lap. Your destiny, if you're going to pursue the will of God for your life, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very challenging. You're going to have, people are going to tell you no. People are going to lie about you. People are going to steal from you. He never promised you it would be easy. They killed our Savior. He gave his life, but they murdered our Savior. And he was fulfilling everything that God, I love what Stephen Furtick said. You can't look at the Bible to judge your success. Because when Jesus, when he went to the cross, no one was following him. which means is that when God calls you to do something, not everyone might understand. That's why you got to get around the right people, the pastors, the people in your life who doesn't just tell you what you want to hear, but love you enough to look you in your eye and say, you're missing it. You're missing it. I love you. There's greatness. Or I encourage this. Come on, Kenty. That's why you need accountability. That's why you need to be in these seats. That's why you need to be in church. That's why I never meant to just go out and try to figure it out. That's why he's given gifts to the body, the fivefold, the pastors. He wants to equip you to help bring you into the unity of the faith, which is your purpose. He wants to equip you and help you and come alongside. You don't have to do this by yourself you were never meant to do this by yourself that's why we're supposed to be in church because it's more than a man and a woman it's really a gift from God now this is not elevating a person but this is elevating the gift and it says they were put in the church to equip in other words to help us not to limit you to help you to challenge you to love you to give you that shot to believe in that when your mom and dad doesn't believe in it I see that gift of God I'm here for you Philippians 3 says, I do not say that I've already won the race or have already reached perfection, but I am what? Pressing. I press on. My version is a little different. I'll read it from yours. It's okay. Not that I've already attained or that I've already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I'm going to read, what do you got there? 12. Again, I do not lay hold that I've already won the race who already pre- reached perfection, but I'm pressing on. I lay hold of the prize for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me, 13. Brethren, I do not imagine that I have yet laid hold of it. But this one thing I do, Kyle, I forget everything that's in my past. And I am stretching. I am stretching forward to, lie, to what lies in front of me where my eyes are fixed. And I push on. And I push on to secure the prize of the heavenly call. There's a press. And it's uncomfortable. There's a press and there's a stretching. But your destiny awaits it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy to your flesh. But all things are possible to him. And it is become, it comes possible what people say. You couldn't do it. But when God is in it, <laughs> God before you. So how are we going to do this? Number one, right this down. give three points. And we're going to be closing soon. You guys are out at one thirty, right? Great. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, What? We got snacks in the back. I'm kidding. By the way, it's really so good to be here. I apologize. I haven't really got to connect some of y'all. There's so many new faces. Um, It's really an honor to be here. It really is. I love your pastor so much in this church and Van and Sandy. It's so good to see so many familiar faces. it's kind of been a whirlwind of a weekend. Um, and unfortunately, we have to leave pretty quickly because I have to do... Uh, I don't have to do. We were doing um, worship at an, uh, back home in St. Augustine at 4 o'clock. We have to be back for that. Um, so we have to quickly leave. And so I, I'm, I'm not a preacher that just talks and leaves because I believe Jesus was among the people. I'm not a green room preacher. I want to be around people. So if I don't get around you, it's not because... I'm arrogant. It's because I have to go. And I hate that. I would love to stay because we wanted to stay, but you got to go. So it's all good. Amen. So 2020, number one, you got to get around the right voices. There's a whole thing that I wrote. It's so eloquent, but I can't say it right now for time. Um, But I'm going to write this down. Be bold enough this year to walk with less so that you can see the more. Be bold enough in 2020 to walk with less so that you can see more. you got to get around the right voices in 2020. Some of you in this room room, need to cut out certain conversations and and relationships and voices that are not speaking to your destiny. It's nothing personal. But I've I've got a destiny to fulfill, Kyle. And so I don't need everybody like I used to. This is not about being, again, untouchable, okay? But it is about... I've got to fulfill my purpose, and, and 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 not every relationship needs to go to the next season with you. Let me just help some people because I know it hurts emotionally. But there are relationships that are seasonal relationships, and there are some people that will not move up the mountain of your destiny with you. You want to know why? Again, I'm a mountain guy. My goal is to climb Everest one day, and I will do it. Whenever you climb up a mountain, there's less oxygen. I'm here to tell you there's some, and, and, and what happens if you have less oxygen? You become weary and you can faint. There were people that are in your lap that are stealing your oxygen as you were climbing the mountain. How are they stealing your oxygen? With conversations. And if you don't cut off those conversations, it's going to leave you unfulfilled and you will die on the mountain. Unfulfilled and underdeveloped. God wants you to reach the summit, which is your purpose, your destiny, your goal, okay? And so as, the, as you climb a mountain, you can't take everything with you. you got to cut weight not everyone's going to climb the mountain of your destiny with you, Caleb. Not everyone's going to understand it. Not everyone's going to get it. Something personal, but I've got to climb this mountain. And I, under, and that's why Jesus could look at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. It wasn't personal. We realized, no, 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 you're setting your mind on the things above. You're trying to, you're trying to tie me to this earth. And I've got a purpose. I've got to go, bro. I've got to go. I've got to go. It's time to roll. Out. It's nothing personal, Peter. I love you. But what you're saying is trying to tie me to who I am right now. But God's calling me higher. God's calling me more. And certain conversations are still in your oxygen. And if you're not careful, Kyle, we can talk and talk, but it actually needs to be cut off. And if we needs to be cut off. don't cut it off we can actually talk too much and our oxygen cannot be reserved and we can die on the mountain unfulfilled underdeveloped not reaching your potential you were not called to do good things you were called to do great things you need to be around people who see what you see not see you you need to surround yourself with people who see like you see not everyone can be a leader everyone wants to be a leader most people are followers, and when I say a followers, because followers, all they're concerned about is the issues, but a leader looks past the issues and says, yeah, that's an issue, but you know, we're working on it, we're working on it. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, I know that, you need money. Yeah, you're right, I actually need millions of dollars. That's just, you know, just another, you know, thing. But we'll get it. But a follower can't handle someone who's t- tied to this world, says, it's impossible. But a man of faith and one who has a destiny in their heart realizes, oh yeah, it's just a thing, we just need millions, God's got it. I mean, if Michael Bloomberg can spend five, one billion dollars to run for president... And didn't even make it? (laughs) But that was an interesting conversation the next morning. Honey. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you could lose that much money and still wake up, there's money out there. Business owners, dream owners, destiny, uh, ministry opportunity owners, book writers. No one will ever pick up your book. If God's put a word in your heart, he can back it. He can get it to the right publisher. He can get it to the right person. He can get your business to the right ears. He can be traveling in an airplane and just me. One person changes everything. Don't you dare limit the creator of heaven and earth. God has aligned me with individuals in my life based on just conversations that was, as my mama would call, it was a God quidence. I like that. It wasn't a coincidence. It was a God quiddance. How he aligned me with individuals that I could not even make happen. But just people say that's just happenstance. It ain't happenstance, it's a God quidance. Don't you limit yourself. So you got to get around the right voices. You got to cut off some voices. You got to cut them off because they're still in your oxygen. They're still in your oxygen, and your oxygen is precious. You need to reserve your words for certain individuals, and it's hard. I've had to cut off people, but it's actually really the best thing for your life because you feel lighter and you can run. You don't have to explain yourself all the time because when I'm around this man of God, I don't, not, we have accountability, but I don't have to always just say things that God, I, I, he, he sees what I see and vice versa. And we can challenge each other because we're seeing through the eyes of faith, not through the eyes of our limitations and the eyes of our circumstance. That's why you got to be around men of God who see what you see, who say, oh yeah, an, all things are possible to him who believe you need, we're believing God for a all, whatever you believe, come on, all things are, you can never do that. Love you, but we're out. Peace. No more. In 2020, you don't have time for distractions. You don't have time for drama. I feel very urgent in this. Some of you on 2020, you don't have time for distractions or drama. You need to cut out the the, the voices in your life that are not... If if the people around you are not pushing you to your purpose, you don't need them. And God will assign others, because this is not about being a lone ranger. But he will take the voices that was in that season and say, that was nice. But he'll bring you other people for the right season to encourage you for the now. To help you with your next. He can bring people from anywhere. You don't need everyone. You just need the right voices in your life. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. You need to get away from people who are not speaking life over you. The people who are always trying to keep you tied to your now. Small minded people never did anything great. You say, why is that important to get around the right voices? Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat its fruit. Why are, so, why, why are words, I mean, words are important, right? We know death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words are so, if, but if words are so important, then why would it be around people that aren't speaking positive words about us? If words are so important, because listen, the words that people are speaking to you are either doing one or two things, death or life, that's it. Death or life. And we've got to be careful the words that we allow to speak over us. Because words are powerful. Sticks and stones, right? I know that's not a Bible verse, but (laughs) words will never hurt you. Yeah, they they can affect you. They can alter your destiny. They can can stop you. The fear of man is a trap. A few more. Hang with me. John chapter 5. Write this down. When you stop worrying and obsessing about the p- other people's opinions concerning you, it's amazing how much faster you can run. Whew. The day I became lighter is when I literally stopped caring what people think. Now, I want, let me say it, what I'm saying. I, 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 I have godly accountability in my life. That's what you need. Those are the, really the things that I'm caring about. But I don't have to explain myself to everybody. So the day you stop trying to obsess about and overthink, any overthinkers in the room, come on, sometimes raise your hand. I, come on, I'm gonna raise my foot on that one. Over, we can overthink and obsess about situations and then manifest in our mind conversations that never even happened, right? And you get all ticked off. You're like, and it didn't even happen. It didn't even happen. You're playing in your mind a scenario of what he said and what you should have said back and then your emotions are rising. I've been, I'm like, even, and I'm like, okay, this didn't even happen. Like I'm literally getting frustrated about something that's only happening in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I've been there. I've, I don't. I'm not, I've never been a cusser, but I've been tempted in my mind having this conversation. I'm like, oh my God, I got I've never even had this conversation with somebody. And it's the power of not controlling our thoughts, and it's a power that it, it's amazing how much faster you can run when you just stop worrying and obsessing about what others think about you. I don't anymore so light. I'm t- I can run, bro. I can run. I can run. I'm, I don't have to explain myself. I explain myself to the right people, to the ga- godly kind of, about, uh, ability that I've allowed access to my life. You don't need to have as many people have access to your life. It's not about being untouchable, but it's about my purpose. And so I just stop worrying. I don't have to explain myself to everyone. If you don't get it, my heart's pure before God. John chapter five, let's go there real quick. Come on, say, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. You can be, and as we close this, because I know we'll be done here in just a few minutes, we can, if, you wanna, if you wanna continue to get a little more vocal and louder, I'm cool with that. It's all good. You can shout amen. If you just wanna get crazy and run around the room and dance, hey, that's okay. You know, whatever, man, just uh, just respond. Amen. John chapter five, it says, now a certain man, this is gonna set you free this morning. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. That's a long time. I'm gonna tell you, this scripture has bothered me for a very long time. 38 years Good to see you. So good to see all these to people. Yeah. Now a certain man was there for 38 years. We got it? Okay. Verse six. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Isn't that like a crazy question? Jesus would talk to blind people say, what do you want? He He did what do you want me to do bro he's blind he he wants to see he would say things who touched me See, he would say things and so Jesus says do you want to be made well the sick man answered um you know I mean sir I mean but I have no one to put me into the pool when the water's stirred up, but I will be, you know, but when I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise up and take your bed and walk. Notice what Jesus didn't say. Oh, I'm sorry. You've had all these people in your way for 30, you poor thing. Come here, hug me. No, he didn't. Notice what Jesus did not say. He didn't acknowledge the fact that this man for 38 years, Jesus cut to the chase and says, do you want to be made well? Jesus said, do you want to be made well? You want to know why the lame man was lame? It's because he was focused on everyone else for 38 years that has stopped his process. Look at your neighbor and say, Don't be lame. For 38 years, you're telling me this guy couldn't do something? He, he waited for 38 years on someone else to do something that he could have done. Jesus says, Do you want to be made well? Here's the thing He was waiting on the permission from others to move forward. He was waiting on the permission from others for 38 years. Jesus said, "Do you? Jesus didn't acknowledge the fact that all these people were stopping him. For 38 years, he was waiting on permission from others to move forward. You don't have to wait on the permission of others if the God has put it in your heart. I firmly believe that this man allowed others to stop him for 38 years. You can't figure it out for 30 years to somehow get to the water figure i mean for 38 you come on i mean let's be honest 38 we gotta i mean we, we had we can't figure something out for 38 years i mean roll roll i mean if this is all you can do this is progress you'll eventually get there in 38 years you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to knock the guy but what i'm saying is you're telling me for 38 years he sat there and jesus in one moment said do you want to be made well he was waiting on the permission from others to move forward. Some of you are waiting for the permission of others to move forward. And God has already told you to move forward. He's already put a dream in your heart. He's, he said, do you want to fulfill your purpose, Kyle? I spit on you, sorry. He said, do you want to fulfill your purpose? Well, you know, I want to fulfill my purpose, but you know, all the... He said, I don't... I'm not listening to that. Do you want to fulfill your purpose? Quit waiting on the permission. Don't be lame, Kyle. Don't wait on the others to affirm you. Don't wait on other people to accept you. Don't wait on other people to move you to the water. If you got to roll, roll toward the water. Do what you got to do, man. Get a home. And I don't have time to fulfill. You have, every, you have just as much time as everyone else did. Stay up late for you business owners who have something in your dream. You don't have time. You can stay up from 10 to 3 in the morning and start writing. And God will quicken you. You have time for what you want to make time for. I understand I've got a wife and I've got kids and I have responsibilities. But when I'm writing, it's not comfortable. When you're developing and dreaming and, 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 and moving forward, it's not comfortable. But it never fits into your schedule. you got to make time for it. And you got to be aggressive. And you got to stay up late. And you got to get up early. And you got to say, I'm pressing, man. I'm pressing, man. I'm pressing. I'm pressing to what God has for me. I'll stay up late, I'll cut off TV, I'll cut off conversations. I'm telling you, you have time, you book writers in here. I've never wrote a book before, you start. If all you have is a pencil and a paper, you're rolling, you're moving, write it. If you have a business in your heart, quit waiting for the money. I'm telling you, probably the money hasn't showed up yet because you don't got a plan. God moves by faith, not by your problems. Start writing it out. You want property? Start drawing it out. You want a house? Draw it out. Tell it what you want. Confess it. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, God's going to do something great over your life. You want to start writing songs and you, and you really believe God wants you to do it? Then you start. You say, how? You start and you pray and you press and you say, God, send me the right people. You don't have to wait on other people to move forward. You don't have to wait on people to move forward. You don't have to wait on people to move forward. You don't have to wait on people to move forward if you have a word from God. That's why I don't hang out with everybody because everyone doesn't understand the burdens we have. You gotta get around the right voices. Number two, you guys are are dragging this thing out too long. My necklace is coming out. In 2020, you gotta manage time. Number one, you got to get around the right voices. And number two, got to manage time. Can I get you to come up and play some keys, Mr. Piano Man? Aren't you thankful for this man of God here who can play everything on the stage and help set the right atmosphere? There's something about a skilled musician that just helps the presence of the Lord. Worship team, you sounded fantastic this morning. I'm serious. I looked at Mark. I was like, dang, that sounds good in here. Did. Number two, you got to get around, you got to manage time. Because why? When you honor time, you honor God. As a man of God, I realize time is the most precious commodity there is. Once you spend it, you will never get it back. It is the most valuable thing on the earth. And some of us are running out of time. God has wanted some of us in the room to start fulfilling your purpose now so that when you get older, your now will move you into your next. Life has moved in seasons, and if you don't fulfill what you need to do in this season, it will greatly affect your next. Could it be that there's businesses and opportunities and all these things that God has wanting you to start now so that when you're 70 years old, this will actually help this. Well, I don't have time. You got time. I don't have resources. You have him. You got pen, you got a paper, you got a brain. You got a thing called Google. Where was that 20 years ago? YouTube, where was that? I'm not trying to limit ourselves to a computer, but what I'm saying, if you're hungry for your purpose, you'll get it done. Manage time, 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 time. Psalms 90, I love this verse. It says, Psalms 90 verse 12, they'll put it up there. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. I took this literally. I got 67 more years to live, bro. You say, that's morbid. No, it's my focus. I've got 67 years to live. Teach us to number our day. Notice, give me a heart that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Some of us may say, Lord, teach me. Teach me, Spirit of God. Teach me how to manage time. Teach me how not to waste time. Teach me to show me where I am wasting time. Help me to cut out the mess. Help me to cut out the fluff. Help me to cut out the people and the things that are robbing me of my destiny. Show me, show me, show me. And if you have a hungry heart and a pure heart, he will show you teach us to number our days. Some of y'all need to start getting planners and quit living out of your phone and start writing stuff down because I've found that if you write it down, you typically will do it. Teach us. Teach us. One, one translation NLT says, teach us to realize the brevity of life. That means the shortness of time. I'm not trying to scare you, but I am trying to wake you up. Time is short, y'all. He's coming back. And if he comes back tomorrow, praise God. But if it doesn't come back for the next hundred years, what I do with my time, like, I, I, you know, I'm not fearful, like, uh, but I am fearful. Like, God, I want to be productive with my time. Because there's so much. Some of y'all need to quit saying yes to everything. That's a word for some of y'all. When you say yes to others, sometimes we're saying no to God. And God ain't gonna hold you accountable what you said yes to other people. God's gonna hold you accountable what He said to you. Well, God, they needed me. God said, so? Well, they didn't, I didn't want them to get upset. Why are we concerning ourselves with opinions of others? I'm not talking about being rude, but we say yes to Him first. His, his, his yes is first. And when I know His yes, and then I can know what I can say no to. I can't do that because... That's why you don't need to say yes to everything because you'll say yes to everything and miss your destiny. Good is the enemy of great. There's a lot of good things that we're we are saying yes to when we really need to start saying no to so we can say yes to the great. Great. We've got to start learning to say no. Not selfishly. Not just so you can lay home and watch Netflix. No, 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 no. So that you can say yes to your purpose. I can't do that. It's not the personal. I'm sorry. I used to do it, but I've realized I, I can't do that anymore. God, we can't do that anymore. But you owe It's okay to say no so that we can say yes to him. Do you understand my heart? Ephesians 5:10, a couple more, we'll be done. It says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord, take no part of worthless deeds. I like to say time-wasting deeds. Verse 14, I'm sorry, instead expose them, for the light makes everything possible. See, sermons like this brings light to our life and it helps us realize got to make the most of every opportunity because that's why it says awake O sleeper! arise up from the dead and Christ will give you light one translation again says be careful how you live don't live like fools don't live like fools this is the NLT version be careful how you live Let's keep going 515 I'm sorry 515 Ephesians 515 NLT so be careful how you live don't live like fools you know what a fool is is someone who doesn't understand the season they're in Someone who doesn't discern the season they're in. Someone who just wakes up and lives every day in the moment. God doesn't want you to live every day in the moment. Remember, God wants you to wake up in 2020 on purpose, on purpose, on purpose. Not like, well, you know, today's Monday. No, no, have a plan. Have a dream. Have a desire. Have a goal. Have a routine. You want to fulfill God's purpose for your life. You got to get a routine. You got to get a routine. You got to get up early and spend time with him first and plan your day before your day plans you and see what's happening if we don't get a start doing this now 2020 is going to is going to roll through your life and not even ask permission and and take up all your time and plan your year for you if you don't plan it first you got to get a dream you got to get a vision you got to write it down you got to stay focused you got to say god i'm gonna fulfill what you have me to do i gotta stay i gotta stay fearful i gotta stay come on say stay fearful it's okay to stay fearful we're talking about the right kind of fear not the coronavirus fear if that's even real who knows right he's real It is. Yes, it is. Last thing, you got to get a plan. You got to get around the right voices. You got to learn to start managing your time, and you got to get around the right voices. Back to time, real quick, as we, as we close with getting a plan. It's not popular to be focused about time because it'll cost you TV, social media. All those things, all bad, no. But if not given to the right, parameters they can rob us of our purpose and of our time how many how much time i mean video games seriously i'm not gonna look at anybody but if you play video games stop it god is saying it's doing nothing for your purpose i'm not saying if you ever do it it's wrong okay don't get but how many books could be written how many business plans could be drafted how much time with your wife and your kids could be invested? Which, gentleman is our first ministry? How many family times are around a TV when it's not family time, it's just TV? How many families are around dinner? Shut off the TV and sit in front of your kids and talk to them. Ask them about their day. Because right now they're in a season of life that they actually really want to hear what you have to say. Love your kids. Kiss your kids. Hold your kids. Tell them that they are children of God. Even when they're acting like the devil. You spank them. You beat them. And then you tell them God's got great things for them. Anybody got spanked growing up? Come on. Thank God, man. I got whooped so bad. It, it, it kept me out of hell. It did. Kid's not going to die because you spanked him. I'm not talking about abusing your kid. That's different. But the Bible says if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. You create what You allow. So, spend time with your kids. Minister to your family. Get outside. Get out of the house. Dream. Go on walks. Pray. The last thing about this is get a plan. You say, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I understand that. Maybe you don't. But you know what you can do is get on your knees before God and say, God, tell me what to do with my life. I don't want to live my life and then look back and say, I wish I should have, could have, would have, all this stuff. I don't want to have regret. I'm going to die empty. I'm going to die empty. I'm not going to die with money in the account. I'm going to die because I gave it all away. I built. I dreamed. I invested. I loved. I forgived. I held. I rebuked. I mean, I'm going to die empty. And and, and that's my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's what I'm striving for. I'm not perfect. I'm striving for that. But if you don't, you got to get a plan. And how you get a plan is you get on your knees and you say, God, tell me what to do. Tell me where's my focus. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life. That's where you start. You say, I don't know. It's okay that you don't know, but you can know. You can know. You can know. Get a plan. Maybe you don't know what to do. Get a plan. Get on your face. Ask Pastor Mark. Set up a meeting and say, man, I feel like God has something in my heart. Set it up. Have God the accountability and move forward. As I close. Maybe you believe that you're already doing what you're supposed to do. Don't stop. I'm not really talking to that group today. But if you are doing what you're supposed to do, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Yeah? Keep pressing. And in due season, you'll reap, the Bible says. But what I'm speaking to the people today is that, I said it earlier, is that we're, we're not doing because we're allowing and we're allowing other people to define us and other voices in our life to limit us and challenge us and tell us what we can do. And I'm here to tell you, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. I'm not asking you to abandon. I'm asking you to examine the difference. We must not allow the limitations of what others have put on us to define us. So this is what I want to do as we close. I hope this has helped you. We got to get around the right voices. We've got to. Manage our time. I wish I could go more into that. I can't because we don't have time. (laughs) That's weird. Write, get a plan. Write voices, manage your time, get a plan. I'm telling you, get a planner. I know that's old school. Write things down, write out your goals, write them down. You want to know why writing down, it's not just a hallmark saying. It actually was said in the Bible. He said, write the vision down plainly so that you can run with it. Some of y'all don't, some of y'all are doing everything because you don't know what to do. It says, write it down. You want to know why I have my goals, my year goals, my life goals, my family goals plastered in front of me every day that I look at them literally every day because it is my focus. It is my direction. It keeps me moving in the right direction. It helps me to say yes to the right thing and it helps me to say no to the right thing. I said, no, 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 this is my focus. And so I realized that this is the authentic. Everything else is a counterfeit. But if you don't know where you're going, then you'll go everywhere. And God don't want you to go everywhere. It's your turn to go in the right direction write write them down Myrna write it down write them down I pray that some of y'all can't sleep tonight that you're up and you're just writing and vision and dreams I'm telling you don't settle if you got a dream in your heart write it down and say God is this you or is this me and God will tell you oh that's you erase it okay now that's off the table but ask God and I'm telling you don't settle I mean if you got a dream if you got a song if you got a book if you got a business if you got a ministry if you got a whatever write it down write it down look at it and examine and say God is this you He'll tell you, because he's a good father. So this is what I want to do as we close. I appreciate boldness. You know that. I know we went a little long. We're ending here. But I really feel like this is where God needed to go. Has this helped anybody today? I know that's a loaded answer. Everyone has to raise their hand. For those of you that didn't, whatever. I want to challenge you to dream again. I'm not going to be told no unless it's God. And I don't have to feel apologetic about that. I'm going to fulfill everything I had. And if you don't get it, I love you. But if it's God, I've got to stay focused on that. And he'll send me the right voices to encourage, right? If you're here this morning and you realize that there's things inside of you, and just be honest, be honest, because God honors, God honors honesty. I've been here. Because I want to pray over you. I'm not going to have you come down, but I'm going to have you stand. Be bold. Because it's not about the person beside you because they don't care about you like he does. But we can't move forward unless we realize that we need to change, right? If we're going to ask God to forgive us, we have to realize I have to change. It's not unspoken. If you're here this morning and you realize, this might not be everybody, but if you realize... If you realize that um, this is me and there were things inside of me that I haven't moved forward because you can bring it up a little bit. You haven't because you're concerned about the limitations and the thoughts of others. And you know that God has dreams for you and businesses and dreams and desires. And he's put these things in. You know that you need to move forward in it, but you haven't because you're concerned about what other people may think or may say or may do or might think you're arrogant or might think you're prideful. All these things, they sound good, but they're lies of the enemy. You know the devil can use the word against you? You're not humble. Bro, humble means I've given myself to him. The enemy will send believers to talk about you. But if you're here and you realize that it's not everyone, but you realize that there are things inside of you that, are, that need to be moving forward, and you have been waiting like the man. You've been waiting at the pool for 38 years, and you haven't been moving forward because you're waiting on the permission of others when God has already told you to do that, and you feel like, man, I, I've got to do that, and today I'm going to move forward. If that's you, could you just stand in this room and just be honest? 10 more seconds. I know there's a few more. People, the day I really started moving forward is when I realized, God, I don't got it together. I walked off plenty of big stages because I realized I was in the wrong environment and I was straight up missing it. But when I got following God, everything changed. Can I just encourage you to do this? Just lift your hands with me for those who are standing. And this is what you need to do. I'm not saying you have to yell it real loud and awkward. Just, but you need to speak it and just say And I'm going to let you do this. Just say, Father, forgive me. You can repeat it and say, Father, forgive me for not moving forward in things that you said to do. Forgive me, Father, for allowing the limitations of others to define me. Father, I thank you for dreams in this place. Touch your people that's in this room. Let this be a marker in their life that they realize that today, on March the 8th, I'm going to stop caring what people thought. I'm going to step out of my shoes. I'm going to step out of my comfort. I'm going to step out of my style. I'm going to quit explaining myself to people that I don't need to be explaining myself to. I step into what you've called me to do. There's some business owners in this. I said this at the beginning. I said there's things that are not yet into existence. There's things in there that, there's things inside of people that stand in that. You don't even quite understand it, but it's God. You were not meant to die small. You were meant for this world to know your name so that they could know his name. This is not about leaving a legacy for yourself. This is about leaving a legacy for the kingdom. That when people would look at your life, they don't see you, but they see God in you. Spirit of God, I pray you strengthen your people. Touch them today for their honesty. Today we leave unlocked. 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 unlocked. I speak over fear. In the name of Jesus, I curse fear spirit of fear you lying fear I curse you up the minds of these individuals I come against you in the name of Jesus I curse fear insecurity I speak God's hand on their life in Jesus name some of y'all look at me Do not wait on other people. God is saying that. Chris, do not wait on other people. Do not wait on other people. Now, if God says wait, I understand. But what I'm saying very clearly, do not wait on other people if God is saying something. Not do what you want, but if you have something, what you need to do is you need to set up a meeting. Get around the godly accountability in this room, around the pastoral staff and say, talk to me. Allow them to be your filter. Allow them to help you say, "Mm, nope, I don't see that. I don't know if that's God. Allow them to do that. Our desire is not to limit you, but truly push you towards your God-given potential. Some of y'all need to start writing. Writing things down. So today's a marker. You need to write it down. March 8th. Some people in this room, for you standing, this is a marker. This is a marker. And do not let this be a message you hear that you walk away and do not apply. You apply what God has said in your heart. The reason you're standing, I promise you, is probably not because I told you to stand, it's because you said yes to something inside that you realize. So make apply what you ask God to forgive you for today. Apply it, apply it to your today, apply it to your now, and you move forward. And the craziest thing is, and I'm closing with this. It's amazing how, when you say yes to God, how the next day, the next day, you'll have opposition. David defeated Goliath, and on the next day, the Bible says Saul's eye was on him to kill him. It's amazing how God can send—not God, the devil can send people on the next day to try to undo what God did today. But you say it's okay. I recognize that voice. It sounds pretty, but get thee behind me, Satan. When you, and, and when you know him, you know his voice. The more you're around his voice, it's easier to identify those that are not God's voice. That's why you need to get on your knees and learn his voice. Because when you know the voice of the father, you'll easily identify the voice of the enemy. You know, people, when they're always around money, that's right, they always talk about how counterfeit and authentic, they're always around, they're around the, 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 the authentic so much that it's easy to identify the counterfeit. When you're around the authentic, it's easy to recognize, oh, that's cute, that's the devil. That sounds good, sounds like good intentions, but it's wrapped in fear, and that's not of God. Peter sounded good, but it was not godly. Father, I thank you for these people today that we leave marked, we leave changed. We leave encouraged. We leave challenged. We move forward. We roll towards the water. And I think we're not going to be lame anymore, Father. But Lord, we're not going to wait permission for others because you have put a word in our heart. And it's time to start those businesses. It's time to, Lord, to start investing. It's time to start writing those things down and moving towards them and examining them and asking and examining them and saying, God, is this you? Is this not you? Show me. Give me wisdom. But I'm moving forward. And even though I'm unsure, I'm still asking by moving forward. And I'm not just going to lay them dormant. Even if I don't understand that, I'm going to put it on the table and then examine it. Say, God, is this you? We're moving forward today. Unlocked. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes.